And good morning again. Welcome back to C3 Church. This morning, talking about the taboo topic of pornography. And joining us from, we've already been talking about sunny San Diego, where in the old language of Fahrenheit, it's in the 70s today. Uh, joining us is Rich and Brittany Delamora from Love Always Ministries. Welcome, hey. welcome to the studio. And, we are so uh, happy to be with you. Yeah, we're, we're honored to have you with us today. Thanks for taking the time to do this with us. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, I'm just going to jump right in and ask you to take a couple minutes, introduce yourselves, tell us a bit about uh, who you are and your ministry, and uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah. welcome. Thank you. Thank welcome. You. Thank you guys so much for having us. It's such an honor and a privilege, and we are just so grateful to be with you all on C3 right here today. And for you, those who may not know me, my name is Richard. And I'm Brittany. And uh, we lead a ministry called Love Always Ministries. Yeah. And you want to talk about oh, the yeah. ministry? Sorry about that. <laughs> I thought he was just going to take it away. Yeah. So um, we recently founded Love Always Ministries, and it's just our heart and our passion to help all people discover God's love, to walk in purpose, and to lead through purity. And so um, I'm actually uh, an ex-porn star. I was in the adult film industry for seven years of my life. And so we're super excited to be here today uh, to talk about pornography, because honestly, so many people are suffering in silence. And so we're excited to be here. And we're grateful that your church is speaking out on this topic, because so long as the church stays silent, then the people have to suffer in silence. So and so we want to see people get set free, and so we're super excited for today. Thank you for having us. Awesome. That's great. Um, so let's take, take a couple minutes, and then, so I'm just curious. We, you know, there's this, what, what is pornography? Where do we draw a line? You know, this, we hear, well, that, this isn't pornography, it's art. I mean, we see it in, you know, somebody's studio, or there's so many movies, just regular movies that you'll watch on TV that, oh, look at, there's you know, a, a bare breast or there's a bedroom scene. So where do, you, where do we draw the line where something becomes pornography? Yeah, well, the Bible teaches us in the book of Psalms to turn our eyes away from worthless things. And I truly believe that anything that doesn't bring you closer to Jesus and honor Christ and honor the Holy Spirit, I truly believe is where we need to draw the line at. And that's what pornography does. You know, pornography quenches the Holy Spirit. Uh, pornography, it actually allows us to stay in our flesh and we start to crave things of our flesh. So I think we draw the line when we understand that the conviction in the Holy Spirit is telling us, hey, be careful, yeah. step away from this. Don't go there because of what it does. Because you know, oftentimes, you know, Russ, the enemy, he always tells us about how good something tastes, but he never tells us about the repercussions of it. Mm. And because we have a good God, a graceful God, a God who loves us, who is for us, who is not against us, he is always warning us and trying to tell us about certain things that we need to be aware of that will affect our spirit, affect our mind, affect our heart, and affect our relationship with him. Wow. I mean, we've been in movies with friends where we've all literally got up and walked out because it was just a little too crazy. <laughs> so I think you just, you, I mean, you got to follow your convictions. If you're watching something or listening something and it's just not sitting right or it's influencing you in a negative manner, then walk away, turn it off. Right. Well, I, I was amazed when doing a little bit of research. Uh, I never realized how huge the industry is, Yeah. you know, and, so I'm, I'm a statistical, analytical type person. 
So, and, and I'm in the lumber industry, which in Canada is a, is a huge industry. And yeah. so I, I thought, well, I'm going to just do some quick number crunching. So I, I looked at the U.S. export lumber market. So that's a, <laughs> I know, right? How does that relate to pornography? <laughs> but it's a, it's a $15 billion industry in the U.S., the, yeah. just the export of lumber and, and different wood products. Uh, that's a huge number. Like when you start yeah. talking billions, well, and then I, I did some research on the Forbes website and found out on, on a conservative end, the porn industry is $16 billion into yeah. the U.S. conservatively. Yep. They put some numbers up as high as $100 billion a year. Yeah, I, was, I was absolutely amazed by that. And, yeah. and to realize that there, I'd never read about this place called MindGeek before. Mm -hmm. So I, and this was on the Forbes site too. It said it has over 100, um, 100 million visitors every day and yeah. contains more bandwidth than, than uh, Twitter, Amazon, and Facebook. And it's dedicated yeah. to porn sites. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. So, yeah. so it, is it bad then? I mean, it's such a prevalent thing in our society. Why, why would we consider it as a church to be a bad thing? The reason why it would be a bad thing for our church, well, you know, you shared statistics with us on the worldly side. Let me just share some statistics with you on the church side. 68% of people watch uh, pornography. Men, 68% of the men watch in pornography in church. So mm -hmm. let's round that up. Seven out of 10 men watch porn and oftentimes people think pornography is just a male issue but the truth is it's actually uh you know females battle with it as well yeah. three out of uh three out of um, ten women in the church watch pornography not only that uh 50 of pastors battle with pornography wow now let me say that again 50 percent <laughs> of pastors battle with pornography and i just don't mean a little pop-up ad comes and they look and they go away no 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 Pastors are they looking, they are actively looking, actively pursuing and searching pornography, okay, 50%. No. So why is this bad? Well, <laughs> there's so many reasons why pornography is bad. Number one, the first thing it is, well, it hinders our relationship with God. It right. hinders our relationship with God because what pornography does, it, it uh, quenches the Holy Spirit. And then it throws off our discernment. So those moments where God is trying to speak to us and God is trying to get our attention because we're so full of lust and so full of pornography and our flesh is being guided and just craving this appetite of porn, we will eventually start to mute the voice of the Lord and we'll just tune into ourselves. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of Samson. Samson mm -hmm. battled with the lust problem. And in the scripture, it teaches us and judges that Delilah wants to know this man's strength. And she doesn't just, you know, try to set him up one time. Okay. She sets him up not two times, but three times asking him, where is your strength lies? And you would think, right, <laughs> that this guy would be like, man, this woman's trying to set me up. She's trying to kill me. This girl's crazy. I got to get her out of my life. No. no. Okay. Because he lacks discernment, mm -hmm. he doesn't understand what lust is doing. Yeah. Can I remind you here today, friends, that when we operate in lust, it affects our discernment. Mm -hmm. And then let's take it a step further. Now, when you're trying to get in the presence of the Lord, it's going to be challenging. You know why? Because if you battle with porn, 
and everybody steps out of your house. So whether it's, you know, if you're a husband battling this or you're a wife or, you know, you're singles just alone, when you're trying to have that alone time, what ends up happening to us are mind drifts. Now you want to get in your word, but nobody's here. Hmm. Man, maybe maybe I should go on that website really quick. Oh man, so here comes these thoughts, right? Plaguing and placating your mind. And now you, your relationship with God can't thrive all because lust is affecting you. And here's what the enemy does. What he does when it comes to porn, he creates the advertisement so he can create the appetite. Yeah. So your appetite now is about desiring the things of lust to gratify your flesh instead of honoring God. Yeah, and the same devil that tempts you is the same devil that condemns and shames you. So after he's tempted you to look at pornography and you've you've bit the trap, you've looked at it, it makes it harder to get into the presence of the Lord because now comes his guilt, his condemnation and his shame. So when you're trying to put your hands up to worship the Lord, he's like, why are you doing that? You're not pure. You're not holy. God doesn't love you. And all these condemning voices that you're just like man, I just can't even seek the Lord because I'm unworthy of his presence. But that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, Jesus came for those who are sick, who need a doctor. And so we all battle. Every single person has fallen short of the glory of God. Mm. And so when those condemning voices come, that's where you need to take authority. You need to rebuke those voices and know that you are worthy, even though you might've fallen into sin, even Mm. though you might've watched pornography, you are still worthy of the presence of the Lord. And the second reason why porn is bad, Russ, is that porn is an escape. Mm -hmm. Okay. Porn is the fruit, but hurt is the root. And when it comes to pornography, all it is is an escape from something that you're avoiding, that you should be invading. Because all pornography is, is a heart issue. So what porn does, it's an escape. The way that drugs is an escape, the way that alcohol is an escape, Porn is an escape. So we're trying to escape into this fantasy, right? Because that's all porn is. It's a fantasy. It's not real. It's made up. My wife could talk to you about that, okay? She was in the industry. It's all made up. So here you are. You're trying to run away. You're trying to escape to a place. But it's so funny. The, the place that you're escaping to, you call it a place of liberty. But it's actually a place that puts you in bondage and that yeah. imprisons you. Mm-hmm. So the question is this, is that, okay, you're escaping because you want to watch pornography, so it's an escape. But what are you running away from? Yeah. Right. What conversations do you need to have? Maybe some, you know, maybe someone's watching here today. The reason why I watch porn is because my wife and I were not intimate with each other. And I don't want to go and commit adultery. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna log on my computer and I'm gonna watch porn and I am just gonna just just settle it here so I don't do something dumb. Okay, well let's let's ask this question. Let's dig a little deeper. Why aren't you and your wife making love? Right. Why aren't you intimate with each other? Is it because there's a fence in the marriage? Is it because there's a conversation that you guys need to broach? Is it because you're not romantic anymore? Is it because, you know, she is not romantic anymore? What conversations are you avoiding that you should be invading? See, with us, uh, Russ, is that we really want to just tackle these issues in our hearts because the Bible says... Above all else, guard our heart because everything flows from it. Everything flows from our heart, okay? So when you're watching porn, that is an indication that there's something going on in your heart here today. 
And our goal and our hopes and aspiration, even in this conversation, is that you would tackle the hard questions, that you would tackle the root issue of why you watch mm. porn, because porn will affect you. You might be saying right now, if you're a single watching, well, I'm not married. I just, you know, just watch it here and there's nothing's wrong with that. But what if I was here to tell you that if I started smoking cigarettes every single day, right? And someone tells me, Rich, you're going to get lung cancer. No, I'm not. And I'm smoking cigarette after every day. Hey, I'm good. I don't have lung cancer yet. But eventually down the road, there's going to be problems. Okay. Eventually down the road, something's going to happen to you. Our job here today is really to tackle these issues so you understand how important it is to tackle this issue called pornography yeah. because mm. pornography is not here to save you. It's not here to help you. All it is is here to keep you in bondage so you never walk in the freedom that Christ has called you to walk in. Mm. Wow. Uh, I think, too, it, it becomes a cycle, right? You're, yeah. you know, you're, you're saying, well, I'm, I'm dissatisfied. Something's going on in my marriage, so... You watch yeah. porn. Well, yeah. then it become you get in that fantasy of it, and then you become dissatisfied because your life's not like what you're watching, and you, there's this, this uh, unrealistic okay. expectation happens that yes. you know. Well, why you know why isn't that happening with me? And you know, yeah. I, I remember reading somewhere one time where this guy said, "Well, there's there's no point wanting a Victoria's Secret woman unless you're going to be a GQ man." Right? Hey. <laughs> you know, but, but there is this. There is this, I mean, it's the fallacy that we get involved in. And uh, I know for myself, like I, uh, I like, I'm a fisherman. I like looking at boats. But at some point, I can't look at boats anymore because then I come dissatisfied with the, with the two boats I have in my yard. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's a, it's a cycle that we have to break. Absolutely. So in the, um, in the realm of pornography, then, how, how young are children ex being exposed to it now with, with it being so prevalent in our society? I mean, honestly, children are being exposed at a very young age nowadays. I mean, if you give your child a cell phone or their own computer in their room, chances are they've probably been exposed to it. Um, I did this documentary uh, for actually some people out in Canada. It was called Over 18 Doc, and they opened up the documentary with this kid who was, I believe he was 11, and he had overcome an addiction to pornography at the age of 11. Wow. He'd been watching since he was about eight years old, and it started because he was just playing some video games on his uh, computer alone in the room, and a pop-up came up, and he was hooked, you know, because, wow. I mean... Uh, when you're a child, you don't know what's going on with your body. And then you see these types of things, or, you know, maybe you're just curious as a young teenager or a sixth grader and you start looking up pornography. And so, yeah, I mean, kids are being exposed at a young age. And that's why I believe it's so important that parents are heavily involved in, you know, their cell phone usage and their computer usage, setting up uh, different adult, like adult blockers or adult, um, uh, parameters so that you know exactly what your children are looking at. Well, and now protected. being exposed at such a young age, how does that affect them as they kind of blossom into their teenage years? It's so sad. I mean, I have heard of teenage girls that have had sexual experiences with their boyfriend and they're afraid to ever do things again because the boyfriends have seen abusive porn scenes. And so now they're, you know, being abusive towards their girlfriend during those type during, you know, having sex. We're yeah. just keeping it 100. 
And um, so it's definitely hindering the way that teenagers and young kids view sex. Also, I always think that if you've been watching porn from a young age, like you definitely need to get help. Like you need therapy because yeah, there are images absolutely. that have been engraved in your mind and you need the help of, of a counselor to help you process everything that you've seen because kids are being exposed to things that God never intended us to be exposed mm, to. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I, I think it, it, that as well, it, it leads to unrealistic expectations in your adult life, right? Yeah. If, if you've seen all these things as a teenager before you've even entered really into a real relationship with someone, how, do you, how does that become a real relationship after when your whole idea of a relationship is based on a fantasy? Right, and yeah, I've known um, uh, young adults that have said, like, I, I don't want to get into a relationship because then, you know, I might have to give up my porn habit. It's like <laughs> they have created this false fantasy that they think that they're actually being intimate with the people that are on camera. And so they have now have developed this um, re one-sided relationship with their favorite porn star. Yeah. And it, it's just what it does to your, your brain. I mean, it basically fires off the same uh, uh, receptors that heroin does. It's very addictive, mm. right? And so, like you said, it's like you start with maybe one thing and then it's just not enough and you have to go into deeper and deeper and nastier scenes. Yeah. So you were saying earlier that uh, so it's just not strictly an issue for men. Mm. No, it's not just a men's issue. Definitely women are watching pornography as well. Mm -hmm. So and that... Um, is becoming increasingly like is it kind of static or is it an increasing number is it I mean it's three out of ten people that are watching porn are women yeah. the numbers are on the rise I think that you know it starts with either curiosity a lot of women that I talk to it's like they started off because they wanted to fulfill uh, their partner's sexual mm -hmm. needs and they weren't confident and secure that they were doing that yeah. or they were just curious um, as to what other people are doing but porn was never meant to be sexual education it's far from it um, but yeah those numbers are on the rise well I, I was surprised when I actually heard about that because again like I uh, I just I always imagined it to be a guy thing you know, like, yeah. well, most people do. And it's sad because then it's the same thing that when we don't talk about the fact that women watch it too, then the women that want help, they feel too ashamed to ask for it. Yeah, Every time I've shared my story, I've always had women come up to me and say, I have never told anybody this. It's 100% of the time. I always get at least one woman that says, you're the only person that I've ever told, but I've been watching porn and I need help mm -hmm. because see, the church is often silent about this issue, but then when they do open up, they treat it as though it's just a men's issue, but it's right. not just a men's yeah. issue. Women are watching it as well. So good. And so do you, good. so uh, can you just speak to a, a bit again on how, like how does it affect a relationship between a husband and wife? What, what's, or, you know, what's the, what's the issues that come into play there? So um, on the women's end, it's going to open up the door if they're if their partner or even if they're watching pornography. Mm. One of the biggest things is that it opens up the door for insecurities. Yes, so now true. you think I can never compete uh, or compare to this woman mm. on the porn scene or, you know, the things that she's doing, I don't necessarily feel comfortable doing. And so now you think that you're not good in bed. Um, for men, you know, men, it opens up insecurities as well. They feel like, you know, they're not 
endowed, well endowed, right? Like they compare sizes. I mean, these are real issues. It also opens up the door for trust issues between mm -hmm. the two, you know, because if you are sitting there and watching pornography, then what might you feel comfortable doing outside of pornography when your spouse isn't around? Right. And another thing that it affects is intimacy. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes when we hear the word intimacy, we think of, you know, sexual intercourse, making love with somebody, but intimacy is just, it's just not that. It's the communication side you have with each other. So now when porn is present, you guys don't have conversations anymore. Mm. It's okay, I'm going to come inside the house, say hi to the children. I'm going to go, we're going to eat, go to bed. But there's no, how was your day today, honey? Or how was your day today, husband? There's no conversation. You guys aren't, you guys don't talk anymore. You know, when you first started out, it was you talking about sweet nothings and you would be on the phone with each other for hours and just talk about life and just talk about goals and dreams and aspirations, talk about the kids, but no longer it's present anymore. Mm. So now it just becomes this transactional marriage that we're in, this transactional relationship. Okay, I'm here. I'm going to do my job. You're going to do your job. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. But what happened to the intimacy? So do, you, sorry, so do you think that, that then a, a person that's more involved with watching that then would be um, more likely to, like, there be infidelity tendencies there then because I've of that? All, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Because, let me say it like this. If, so we know people who are in the industry and people who are escorting, right? And it's so funny. So the, the women who escort, you know what they say? when they meet with men or when it's women meeting or when it's men meeting with, with women, most of the time when they pay escorts, it's not to have sexual intercourse. That's not really what it's about. One of the big issues is one of the big things that they want is just a conversation. Mm. So what happens is, is that when we, there's not conversation because we're, we're called to community, we're called to have a conversation with each other. From there, it just opens up to gateways and, and for you to have a conversation. Where does adultery start? You know where adultery starts? It starts in a conversation. Well, also with yeah. escorting, because that was a, a realm that I was involved in when I was in the adult film industry. And actually the the majority of my clients they were married they're married men and that's usually who's paying for escorts because you know they're watching pornography and then it's like you said the unrealistic expectations yeah. are not being met in their marriage bed and so they try to take it elsewhere so they can get those things performed but it's it's not it's not that oh now the woman needs to step up and do what she's doing yeah. in the porn scenes no the man needs to realize that his expectations are unhealthy because Absolutely. the the people that you're watching in porn you know they're paid actors yeah. they have directors telling them what to say what to do when to do it and so it's yep. it truly is acting and in porn they're always trying to push the line like okay how how much further can we go you know how much darker can we make these scenes i mean that is the goal of the porn industry yeah. and they are paying the men and the women to perform the things so these aren't things like even like in the porn industry things that you see on film most of the people that are performing aren't going home and performing those same acts <laughs> no they leave that at, at work cuz that's their job well yeah leave work at work yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's not only in that industry. I get told that too. Right. So, 
so uh, if you're joining us, we are just uh, talking about pornography, a taboo topic in the church. Yes, um, yeah. And we, we want to make sure that uh, we talk about the hope that we have in Christ. And Amen. so we're going to take a bit of a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, what can be done if you're struggling with that addiction, uh, both for you and your partner, and, and what hope we have with Christ in our lives. So Amen. come back in a minute. We'll be here. Well, welcome back to the Studio C3. Uh, my name is Russ Brackenbury, and I'm here today talking with Rich and Brittany, and we're, we're talking about pornography and how it, uh, it, it affects people even within the church and something that we don't like to talk about. And that's why we're considering a taboo topic for our Taboo Topic Month. And so welcome back to Rich and Brittany. Thank you for joining us again. We're really privileged to have you here. Uh, great to have uh, an open, frank discussion. I, I appreciate so much your vulnerability and talking with us. And so uh, I spent the last few minutes talking about you know, some statistics, what the issues are surrounding pornography and relationships. And uh, we want to make sure that we don't just leave it there and say, yeah, it's a problem. We agree yeah. that it's a problem. Uh, so I want to talk now about, so what, what is our hope? What, if, I, if I'm a person that's overcome with this addiction, um, what help is there for me? How can I overcome this? You want me to go? Um, <laughs> I would say this. First off, God loves you. And God is for you. Okay? God doesn't look at your sin. He loves you. But he doesn't want you to stay where you're at today. And he just wants you to know that. Because sometimes when we battle with pornography... You know, the enemy tries to throw shame on us. He tries to condemn us. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. God is close to you. And the scripture teaches us that he's close to the brokenhearted. So that's the first thing that I would say. But the second thing that I would say is that have a conversation with God. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation yeah. with him. You know, I love in the book of Psalms, I believe it's Psalm 26. It says, uh, it's David speaking. He says, examine my heart, Lord and test me. I believe more than ever, if we are going to be set free from pornography, we need to open up our hearts to God and ask God for his help. Yeah. Because the way that we are going to battle with pornography, the way that we are going to evict this, we can't beat sin, but Jesus already beat sin. Yeah. Right. So as long as you trust in him, you lean in with him and you have a conversation with God, Step by step, God will start to work these impurities out of your heart. So that's the first thing that I would say for you to do. Get into his presence. Get, in, get into his presence. Every day. Every single day. Repent. Go to him. What's Change your prayers too. Ask God mm. to, to make pornography something that is going to break your heart, that it's not something that is going to be entertaining, but that your heart would literally break because, you know, most of the people in the industry, myself included, I was addicted to heroin. I was addicted to crystal meth. I was addicted to cocaine. I could not get through a porn scene without being high. I mean, I've seen women and done drugs with women before doing porn. And, um, you know, I've seen women pound back bottles of alcohol just to be able to perform these scenes. So within the, the industry, 
performers are broken. Mm -hmm. Like they, they need the help and the love of Jesus. And so like, ask God, God, make me make this, make porn disgusting to me, Lord, Mm -hmm. like break my heart for what breaks yours, God. And, and really truly ask him to give you a godly sorrow that like, Lord, I know that when I'm watching porn, not only am I breaking your heart, but I'm breaking, I'm tearing apart my family. I'm, you know, contaminating my heart. So Lord, like give me the strength to not watch it anymore. More. And the next thing that I would say to add on to that mm-hmm. is establish clear boundaries. Yeah. One thing that I love about Joseph in the book of Genesis is that there's this one moment where, uh, you know, what's his name's wife? The um, Potiphar's, wife? Potiphar's wife was trying to, you know, have, you know, sex <laughs> with Joseph. Going in. Like, like, she like <laughs> longed after this man, right? And I love what Joseph did. Joseph. He didn't stay in that room, but the scripture says that he left the room. If we are going to battle and we are going to battle and and conquer it, Mm -hmm. and if we're going to stay porn free, then we need to set clear boundaries, okay? And we need to ask ourselves, what are areas in my life that I know that's a trigger? Mm -hmm. So be careful about certain atmospheres, okay? You know, I know for some um, people will tell us that, I can't bring my phone in the bathroom Yeah. because when I bring my phone in the bathroom, I'm triggered. I'm tempted. Friend, if you're watching here today, if that's something you battle with, especially don't bring your phone in the bathroom. I would set clear boundaries. Some people can't look at social media. Social media. Mm -hmm. I would unfollow some people. I would go on an unfollowing spree. Mm -hmm. The reason why we're saying this is because we want your life to be set up by clear boundaries because look at, Here's the thought. You will always cross a line when a line isn't drawn. Yeah. Hmm. Period. You will always cross a line when a line isn't drawn. So you need to draw clear boundaries, okay? Because if not, lust will start to affect you. Those little areas in your life will start to, you know, mess with you. If you're watching movies, maybe you can't, you know, watch certain movies because it triggers you, okay? And, and then it affects you. Don't watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't watch the movie. Yeah. I don't know about you, but freedom is nicer than bondage. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would rather be in a place of freedom than for me to be bound mm-hmm. to pornography. Yeah. So I would really set clear boundaries. Okay, yeah. y'all? Pray about it. Areas where you know where you're like, you know what? Uh-uh. This is this is too much of a temptation. For instance, my wife, she uh, she's sensitive to gluten. So she can't eat gluten. <laughs> she gets affected by it. So... I will take her to gluten-free dessert shops because I already know, and she already knows. No, can't, can't do it. Can't, can't do it. So what do you do? As her husband, okay, I, I don't put her in places. <laughs> One piece of real her. toast. Run. Right? Yeah. <laughs> cause, her, cause her to fall short. And right. the reality is, you guys, we got to keep it hot with ourselves. Yeah. Mm. We got to be honest, open, and transparent. Okay. Be honest, be open, and transparent with where you're at, especially when it comes to boundaries. Mm-hmm. The last thing I would say is accountability. Yeah. You know, That's there's so, so many porn blockers. There's Covenant Eyes. There's X3 Watch. There's so many things to um, help you when it comes to accountability. Also, with your leaders, your pastors, you know, confess and talk to them. The reason why we're saying when it comes to porn blockers and stuff at the very end, because most people... Um, who we have this conversation with, they'll be like, oh man, I got to get Covenant Eyes or I got to get this, or I got to get extra watch, these porn blockers, which are really great. But if you don't attack your heart first right. and you put a porn blocker first, all you're doing is creating a behavior modification. 
that's all you're doing. So instead of getting surgery, you're like, eh, I don't know, maybe I'll just take some aspirin. No. Okay, you can take an aspirin all you want, but get surgery so you can get right on the path again. So that's what we're encouraging y'all to do. Get great accountability. Where there's great accountability, there's greater stability. And I would say, guys, don't be afraid to open up. What I love about C3 Church is we're having this conversation now. You know, yeah. most churches do not talk about pornography. The statistics teach us that only 7% of churches um, have a curriculum when yeah. it comes to pornography. And the reality is most people don't talk about it, but it is a battle that we are facing every single day. Because yeah. wherever we look and wherever we go, temptation is going to be there. So those are some uh, basic things that I would really encourage you guys to uh, establish in your life if you want to be set free from pornography. Yeah, and I think too, when, when you're dealing with something, to recognize that temptation is not sin. Yes, right? yeah, that's that so good. I think sometimes that people get that, oh, I'm having this temptation. Well, yeah, so deal with it. Like just because you're tempted to do something doesn't mean that it's, it's sinful. You haven't done it yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, cut yourself yeah. some slack. Pretend right? doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, you know I've, I've, yeah, just because you see a real cinnamon bun doesn't mean you have to eat it, right? Well, so, I was just thinking that. <laughs> you took the yeah. words right out of my right? head. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and now, you know, if, if uh, you're that person that's a partner with someone who's trying to overcome this addiction, well, mm-hmm. what, can, what can that partner do? How can, how can that partner be supportive? And deal with, I mean, there's, there's definitely some things that that partner would have to deal with, too, on how, how do I feel that my, hus- yeah. my husband or partner has felt like they've had to go to this extreme because I'm not good enough. You know, like, there, there must be something in there, too, that can be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to recognize that an addiction is an addiction and not to take it personally. Um, and so for because it's, say you're the wife of a husband that's watching porn, and that's something that all of these insecurities and feelings of unworthiness can come upon you. But you have to know that just like um, you might not take an alcohol addiction. So personally, porn addiction is still an addiction. It's just in a, in a different um, it's in a different realm. And so being able to separate yourself from that um, and then just being there to be supportive. I know the temptation to want to get angry every time he or she falls, like you might get angry, but rather than being angry, maybe just take some time aside and go, okay, like I need to be here. Cause if you are not a safe place for your partner to open mm-hmm. up, then he or she is going to open up somewhere else, you so know? And good. so that's really you want to be that's a safe really place for your partner to come. And that's hard. Yeah. It's not easy. You might even want to get it, get some help yourself and get into therapy um, and, or seek out from uh, wisdom from your counselor or for, from your pastor, because you need to make sure that you're strong enough and well equipped yeah. to handle the battle that you're facing at home. You shouldn't try to do it alone. Yes. So good. So in a a way that that partner needs a support group as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then is there, is there things that can happen then between, so, I mean, it's really a couple in recovery. If we're, if we're at a couple, I mean, we're, you know, we'll we'll come back to the single person in a minute, but as a, as a couple, you're, you're in it together. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so is there, is there something that Say if I was the the husband part of the equation and I'm dealing with it, uh, is there specific or concrete things I can do to to help my my wife who really in in a way I've emotionally cheated on her? 
right? You know, so it's it, I haven't gone out and had an affair, yeah. but I sort of have. I've I've given up part of myself to something else, and validation, affirmation, repentance. You know, every time that you watch porn, you should you should be honest enough with your spouse to let them know like, Hey, like I'm trying really hard not to do this, but I've fallen. And like, I just want you to know, it's not you. It's something that's going on within my own heart. Mm -hmm. I need healing. Like, please don't take this personal, like having a true heart of repentance and walking in humility. Um, and also seeking the help, like yeah. your spouse needs to see you actively trying. There's mm -hmm. actually, if you go to um, recover.org, there's a really great course on there uh, that is for whether you're just the wife and you want to do this on your own or you want to do it with your spouse. You yeah. guys want to go through this course together. Um, and then also sitting down with your pastor and being accountable, like yeah. let your spouse see you trying to get help. Don't try to mm -hmm. do it on your own because of pride or whatever the reason might be, because you can't do it on your own and mm -hmm. you're going to keep falling. And then that's going to keep crushing the heart of your spouse. But Absolutely. if he or she at least sees you trying to get the support and you're actively trying, with humility like I think that's going to help your marriage a lot more than just like I got this I can do it on my own right I think that is a huge issue that for for multiple things not just this is especially as men we get that idea that we have to do it on our own that's the expectation yeah that, that we can't be dependent on someone and yeah. for a for a man to for a man to be vulnerable especially in something that there's there's so much shame attached to is a is yeah. a very difficult place to come from and Absolutely. you know that's a, a huge thing in our culture to overcome just that first step of saying you know what I to find a confident and say I, I really have a problem yeah that's you so know good. and you know besides even in admitting it before God because we, we haven't thought it was a problem up till now but now there's a there's a marker that's come into our lives that said this is wrong and you need to repent of it and and to me that if we really want all of God then when these things come up for repentance, the repentance should be simple, shouldn't it? If we really want all of God, we should be yeah. repenting of these things and, and trying to deal with them to get rid of them. Absolutely. We just had a girl on our podcast the other day, and she said something so good. She said, uh, keep a short account with God. Keep a short account, meaning every single day you're coming before him yeah. and you're you're with a heart of repentance. Like, I'm sorry, God, for, you know, this mistake and what I did today and this sin. Like, keeping a short count with him. Like, don't try to, like, do it all on your own. And then five months later, you're like, oh, I still haven't repented. Like, no, it's so good. It keeps our hearts soft towards the Lord when we continuously recognize that we're imperfect humans, which we all are. We all make mistakes. Right. And just coming before him on a daily basis to just say, hey, Lord, this is where I messed up today. You know, give me the strength to do better tomorrow. Hmm. So uh, how about talking to our kids about it? Yeah. When, you know, how do we talk to our kids about pornography? That's I would just talk to them about it. Yeah. You know? Be there, open. Yeah, be open. There is no really right way to do it. I would just really pray and ask the Holy Spirit, when is the right time to do it? Mm -hmm. You know, because... You know, we got to get, we got to be ahead of the battle, you know, yeah. um, you know, I, I love what Joyce Meyer says. She says, uh, we want to be under attack if we stayed on the attack. Mm -hmm. And I just think sometimes that we just need to open up and have these hard conversations and it might not be easy. It might be a lot of, uh, might very be a, uncomfortable. very, <laughs> very, 
awkward. for the kid and the parent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very awkward, right? But it's better to hear from the parent yep. than it is from the outside world. Because if you're not the one teaching them, parents, their friends are going to be the ones teaching mm -hmm. them. And you don't want their friends teaching them about porn and sex. You, It needs to come from you. So, so really pray, ask the Holy Spirit for discernment. But the younger, the better. Start young. Yep. And I would just to add on to that, parents, and because, you know, sometimes we always tell our children, this is what you can't do. This is what you can't do, right? Um, they'll eventually kind of like tamper with that, you know? We have a little daughter, you can't do that. And then she touches it. I'm like, no. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, if we have a vision, the Bible says my people perish for lack of vision. Mm -hmm. If you have a vision before their life and you tell them, you know, for instance, like for our marriage, we had a vision of, you know, we want to be sexually pure before, you know, we, we, we get married. Yeah. We wanted that to be our testimony. So from there, our decisions always lined up with our vision. And it's so funny because when you see people who are in high school or you see people who are in junior high who want to be ball players, you'll notice that they're very disciplined in their life. And it's crazy. Like they won't eat certain things. They're watching film. They're watching this. How do they become so disciplined? Okay, in high school, in junior high. Well, the truth is they had a vision for their life. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's so great for us to broach this conversation. But I also need to, I also believe that we need to, to give, give our children vision. Yeah. You know, show them like, oh man, this is what a good marriage looks like. This is what a good relationship looks like. The importance of a good heart. Mm -hmm. Because when you start showing them that, it's like, oh, I want to walk in that. Like, I, I want to be that. Yeah. I, I want to become that. But if we always talk about what you can't do, right. you know, sometimes, you know, it, it yeah. will work, but, you know, it, yeah. it just might might go the opposite direction. Mm. I like that. Rather than taking the sex is bad before marriage route, you can't do this, you know, you're going to hell, whatever. You yeah. know, I've heard some crazy things that, that parents have said. Um, <laughs> my friend who, it, who was a virgin until marriage, I asked her, like, because she did it so, like, excitingly. Like, it wasn't mm. something. And I said, how... Why, what's so different about you and maybe other people that felt condemned? She said, my parents always taught me that sex was such a beautiful gift that rather than just giving it away to anybody, that it's something so beautiful that I should yeah. wait and honor my future yes. spouse by mm. giving it to him and him alone. Yeah. And so it's something that's beautiful. It's not something that's shameful. No, it's a beautiful thing in the right season. Absolutely. <laughs> so my, my dad always just told me, you'd be financially responsible for that kid until it's 19 years old. <laughs> 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 you know, when, you're, when, you're, when you're a 15 year old teenager to have that in your mind that you're gonna be financially responsible for that child till they're 19, that, that was so enough. Bad. That's all I needed. That was <laughs> I'm, I'm 59 years old and I remember the day I got the speech, I'll tell you. Come on somebody. <laughs> but he was honest, right? My dad was honest yeah. about it. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah, yeah you gotta be honest. <laughs> so, you know, people are struggling with it. We're, we're working, they're working their way through the addiction. Um, will, they, will they ever be free? Will it ever not be a temptation? You know? Yes, there yes. is freedom in Jesus. The Bible says that whom the sun sets free is free indeed, and that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So it's really about getting into the Word of God, allowing your mind to be renewed on a daily basis, because the Bible says in Romans 12, 2, that you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so, so long as you're getting in the Word of God and you're renewing your mind on a daily basis and you're being accountable and you're you're doing what you can do, like you will get set free and you will stay set free. I've been out of the porn industry for 
gosh, almost 10 years now. Um, and I have been set free. I've actually gone back to the porn conventions to minister the gospel, to hand out thousands of Bibles, to talk to porn stars, to talk to porn consumers um, about the love, the hope, and the freedom that there is in Jesus. And when I go back, it's not a temptation. When I go back, my heart breaks for these people because I know what they're going through. I know the battles that they're facing and I know that they don't really want to be there in that in that um, realm of life just to add on that you know the Bible says in the book of Psalms 37 23 it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord I like that because it doesn't say the lunges of a good man it doesn't say all the things that you do right away are ordered by the Lord it says steps mm -hmm. steps so anyway so anyways what that means to me is that every single day God's gonna walk you through this process it's a step by step journey. Yeah. And I think oftentimes we celebrate the destination, mm -hmm. but we don't celebrate progress. Mm -hmm. So if you're on this journey and you're walking here today, I want to tell you, even you opening up today and saying, you know what? I battle with this. Okay. That's a step in the right direction. And I want to say, I'm so proud of you just for making a step because it's in those steps, those little by little things that we do every single day. That's going to get us to be able to conquer this, you know, especially when it comes to addiction, we can easily think, oh my gosh, we're going to be set free, you know, today and we're never going to deal with it. Look, I truly believe that Christ could do that. I believe that he will and he could set you free, but it is going to take a process. Sometimes mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it takes time and it takes, you got to get healed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's a step-by-step -step process. And I want to say that to some of you here today, because sometimes when it looks like porn or like a battle you're facing today, it might be like, man, when is this battle going to stop? You know, like, oh man, like when is it going to end? I wonder if Joseph felt that way, you know, his whole life, every single season of his life. It's like, I do this right. I battle with this. I do this right. I battle with this. Oh my gosh. I'm in prison. I'm helping this person. I'm like, please don't forget about me. Forgets about me. Like it's, oh my gosh, God, when's my breakthrough going to come? I really believe that breakthrough is going to come step by step. Yeah. Step-by-step, step-by-step, and celebrate your steps every single way because yeah. I know when you celebrate each step, you know what it does? It brings you confidence. Not really confidence in yourself, but confidence in the Lord that knowing God's mm. doing a good work yeah. within you. Yep. That's right. That's yeah, and, if, you and, fall, if you fall, don't stay down. Get back up. Mm. Get back up again. It's really yes. a, it's a journey, right? Our whole life is a journey. Absolutely. You know? So we, we have a couple more minutes just uh, to wrap up. And uh, I want to kind of leave you with the, the last words. So uh, if you could share one, one thing with us in closing today, what, what would you like us to, to part with? Okay. I would just say, yeah, that if you are battling with porn addiction, just to kind of reiterate, like there is hope and there is freedom in Jesus. Um, I'm a living testimony. Like I was in the industry for seven years of my life and I just started seeking Jesus every single day. When, yep. when I left that industry behind, I started seeking him through prayer and worship and reading the Bible. I would even practice fasting on a regular occasion in those beginning days. And I just allowed myself to get so consumed with Jesus that literally he just became the overflow of my heart. Psalm 37, four says that when you take delight in the Lord, that he gives you the desires of your heart. And so what that means is that if you're just taking delight in him and you're seeking him, 
he literally gives you new desires. Yeah. Your desires change. You get into the presence of a pure and holy God. You don't want to get out of his presence and go watch porn. No, you've just been purified by the presence of God Almighty. And so what do you want to do? You want to go conquer the world. You want to go share the word that he's given you. And so I just believe that there's so, so much healing and yes. so much freedom. And it's found in the presence of God. Yeah. So make sure that that's your number one priority, that you're seeking him daily. Mm, so good. I would just say this, um, just to piggyback off what you said, that hey, God loves you and don't isolate yourself because mm -hmm. mm. that's what happens. Especially when, in the season. Especially mm. in the season when it comes to pornography. Look, mm. we're better together, y'all. So don't isolate yourself. Get involved in C3. Get involved and talk to pastor. Talk to the leaders. You know why? Because they're there for you and they want to see you win. I think so many times the enemy, when we when we fall, you know, we'll get to this place of isolation. Then isolation comes condemnation and then you stay there. But it's so funny because the Bible says that a righteous man falls down seven times but he gets back up again yep. mm. but hold on a second you're telling me a righteous person falls down seven times yes, in other do. words not one time <laughs> two times three times four times five times six, seven times and he gets back up again and he's still called righteous yes right and i want to remind you that you are still righteous god loves you god's for you do not isolate yourself yeah. okay step into community okay mm -hmm. step into community i was watching the animal planet with my love i love the animal planet i just love watching animals and it's so funny because the lions always attack the isolated one it never attacks the ones that are in the group it always attacks the isolated one so if you're not careful y'all when sin tries to get the best of us we can isolate ourselves don't isolate keep running mm. keep running to community keep running to leaders keep running to pastors keep running to jesus and we truly believe and declare that you know what that that breakthrough is coming and Amen. you would want to awesome. be set free in jesus yes. name and we just thank god for the truth and the grace and the love over your life and you are more than a conqueror in jesus name Amen. and you can do all things through christ who strengthens you so yes, you we're praying for you we're believing the best of you guys amen i think amen. an encouraging conversation about pornography who'd have thought right yeah. <laughs> Let's go. awesome that's great well thank you <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today uh, I appreciate your candor, uh, your insights, and uh, yeah, just thanks again. It's been great. I've really enjoyed being with you today. I uh, wish we could do it in San Diego. I love San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> it's very nice. It's nice there, right? Yeah, uh, come visit us. Yeah, we'd love <laughs> to come back sure. that way. Yeah, uh, and uh, for you folks joining us today online, thanks for taking the time to be with us and, and join this topic and join the discussion about it. Uh, we want to leave you with some resources. Yeah, we just bring some stuff up on the screen here. We have some, some books. So Breaking Free by Russell Willingham. And there's some other books, Boundaries by Henry Cloud. I have to say I've never read these. Um, Brittany's saying it's a good book. Uh, good Pictures, Bad Pictures for Your Kids. Um, and I think, like we said, it's important to talk to your kids, be open about stuff with your kids, right? They're going to find out about it. Let them find out from you. Uh, some counseling services, uh, there's some there on the screen. Uh, I've got my different glasses on, I'm having a hard time reading them. <laughs> so, but they're on the screen. And so take a look at the online, uh, the online services that are available to you. There are so many resources out there. There, there was some, uh, like some blockers and stuff that Rich and Brittany referred to. Uh, have a look, take, take a look, follow, get on the, the web and find their ministry. Uh, love, go back to that one. Love Always love Ministry. Always ministry. Uh, they were previously involved with uh, XXX Church. 
I was reading some of their blogs this last week, just trying to find out more about how we were going to do this discussion today. There's some really excellent information out there. So avail yourself to that.